my mom, she's just such a powerhouse. And she would always say, I don't want to hear your complaints. If you can't do anything about it, don't complain, Mm. which has really become my motto in life. Um, And so she taught me from a really young age, like the power of mindset. You know, she was like, every time I would, I would, you know, 12 year old kid be like, oh, mom, I want to go shopping. And she'd be like, well, what's your objective? And I'd be like, no, what's the objective? What's the goal? What's up, Style Nation? It's your girl, Katie Allen, and you are listening to the Style for Life podcast. Juicy, juicy episode as usual, but honestly, I'm super, super excited for today's episode. My July episodes, in my opinion, of course, have been the best because I have been able to bring on some of my favorite women in the world to share with you guys their knowledge, their wisdom, and inspiration in today's episode is no less as we continue this journey of confidence and really creating that and leaning into that. I know that this is what we are supposed to be focusing on this month and probably for the rest of our lives, but I have this really deep knowing that right now, a lot of us are in need of really, really harnessing and nurturing our inner confidence. So today on the show, I have a master stylist and business coach, my personal style trainer, teacher, Kim Apodaca, otherwise known as the Confidence Enhancer. But I know that you guys have heard me talk many, many times about the stylist training that I just finished back in May. I'm all certified up, got it all posted on social so you know it's official, but Um, All jokes aside, Kim was one of my style teachers. She's amazing. And I have learned so, so much from her. So I'm super excited to get her on the podcast today. Her story is nothing fucking short of inspiration. She shares her story of how she went from living in a trailer in South Africa to styling Disney executives for the Oscars. I mean, this woman is so inspirational, but when you hear her energy and her approach to all of this, I think you will be truly, truly surprised. She is one of those people that you cannot be in a bad mood when you are around. She carries an energy that is like no other. So I'm really excited to have her on the podcast to share her wisdom for you today. It's one of those beautiful episodes where spirituality meets science. So we talk a lot about style, obviously. We talk about mindset. We talk about all the things, but she really covers some really amazing spaces in style. So we talk about the scientific evidence around how what you wear impacts your brain and how you show up in the world. And then we also switch into that space of channeling energy and power based on your style. And then she shares the number one mistake you are making with your personal style that she sees over and over again. So I am super excited to bring Kim on the show today. So listen, tune in, enjoy, 
rate the podcast, um, review the podcast, share it with your other amazing friends so we can reach and inspire as many women as possible and get ready for the Sync Your Style with Your Cycle podcast that will be coming out next week. Um, You can go ahead and download your style guide for syncing your cycle with your style. It's the perfect counter, I mean, it's the perfect style guide that will complement all the July episodes that we've talked about of leaning into confidence. Kim and I talk about this a little bit on the show today, and then I'm going to take it a step further in a solo episode next week. But whether you track your cycle, whether you're tracking the moon, or you just really want to learn how to use your style from the inside out and not and the outside in, then go down the style guide to follow along katiejuststyled.com backslash freebie. It's full of juicy tips. So without further ado, I am going to hand you over to today's episode with master stylist and my personal style mentor, Kim Apodaca, the confidence enhancer, the owner of Recharge Your Style. Enjoy, and I will see you on the other side. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to the show. Today is a super, super special episode for me. Um, I'm having some of my most favorite people on the planet come on the show recently, including my personal mentors, and I have one of my top fave here today. I have Miss Kim Apodaca, the confidence enhancer, <laughs> master stylist, business coach, and my personal style mentor. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is mine. I'm so thrilled to be here. Uh, I have the goosebumps. I'm so excited <laughs> that you are here. Um, so just quick backstory. I did a style training program with Kim. And it was one of the most intense up-leveling things I've done in my life. I felt like I was back in college, but in the best way. <laughs> I needed it so much after getting back into the business. But one of my biggest draws to Kim and one of the things I really wanted to get into today was like your story and just your ability to tap into this level of confidence and just share it with other people. You are one of those people that if you if people are around you, like they can't be mad. Like if you woke up in a bad mood and then you're around Kim, like it instantly disappears. Like you have that energy and you carry it with you everywhere you go. So I'm super excited to bring it on the show today and share it with all the ladies. Thank you. I hope I can I can spread the energy <laughs> through the through the airwaves. Uh, it's funny. As a child, I, I was always so-called happy. Um, and in high school, my teachers actually called me ha-ha. It was like a funny thing. I giggled and giggled and giggled. And I remember I had my favorite teacher, my science teacher made me run laps before class, um, before I would come to a class because I had so much energy. Um, but I don't know if my family would agree. <laughs> so it's like this funny thing. I, uh, my family being my husband and my daughter, because, you know, I have all this energy. And then when I come home, I, I sometimes do crash. I, I'm notorious for like jumping on the sofa and, you know, taking, taking a 10 minute nap. But um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in South Africa, my story. Um, I have a long story. So, and I'm, I'm trying to think which, which piece of it 
we want to share. But, you know, if I think of what defines who I am today, um, I was this girl growing up in apartheid South Africa, um, which, you know, was just a disaster. And I had a mom and dad that really created this like fairy tale life for me, so to speak. And um, we went on lots of overseas holidays. Santa Claus was larger than life. My birthday parties were out of this world. Um, and it wasn't that we, I was very affluent by no means, I think, but both my parents came from very humble backgrounds. And so they just wanted to create this extraordinary life for me. And then when I was nine and a half, they got divorced and the fairy tale was over. And even though they thought they were doing their very best, um, it, it was, it was, it was not very great and it was very messy. And, um, I actually ended up living with my dad at the time. Um, my mom had, had nothing and she had to go and, you know, she, she was a very driven, passionate lady, um, way ahead of her times. And she had to support her extended, her brothers, her mother, blah, blah, blah. And so she went off to England and, um, I was very angry and grew up with my dad. My dad was trying to hold things together, but he also did some very, you know, selfish and loving things at the same time. But, you know, at 10, he moved and he remarried and I left, I lost my nanny, my grandmother, my best friend, my life, my mother in one year. And so I spent the rest of my teenage life really trying to I think, you know, I look back and I was like, I really tried to make him happy. This really was my role, right? I, I couldn't complain. He had too much going. He had this new wife, a new child. Um, and so my job was to make everyone happy. And I think that's where I was always happy, but I think that's where it became like a habit almost, right? A job. And then when I would go to my mom, I would sit and moan and complain to her. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, she's just such a powerhouse. And she would always say, I don't want to hear your complaints. If you can't do anything about it, don't complain, mm. which has really become my motto in life. Um, and so she taught me from a really young age, like the power of mindset. You know, she was like, every time I would, I would, you know, 12 year old kid be like, oh, mom, I want to go shopping. And she'd be like, well, what's your objective? And I'd be like, mom, I just want to. Like, no, what's the objective? What's the goal? Do you want to get one pair of jeans? Like, what's the gene? And so she was just, she had such, such a huge responsibility to like make it in her life and make it in a business and take care of us and take care of her family. And her life was just, I mean, her story is a whole nother story. She wrote a book during COVID, but everything that you know, it was just such a disaster what her life looked like from the outside, but she was able to just stay so focused and so positive and know that objective. And so growing up, that was what I lived with, you know, like don't complain unless you can fix it. What's the objective? And, you know, so much gratitude, we're alive, like we have nothing to complain about. Um, you know, and then I went through a period of like living in a, in a trailer park, um, and I would create these fantasy, I don't know if I've even shared this with the class, but these fantasy uh, personas really, it's kind of, I mean, I'm sure shrink would have a field day, but <laughs> I would then go and travel to my mom in England by myself, you know, 12 years old, put your kid on a plane and I would have accents. I would just completely become another person. And I would tell the people next to me a whole different story and 
when my mom would pick me up from the other side, I'd say, please don't come near me because I'll find you. Well, I've got to lose all the people that think I'm Italian. I would pretend I was Italian. I would pretend I was, I don't know, all these different people. Um, and then cut to, you know, later on in life, I wanted, I was, you know, I was a dancer, I was a ballerina and wasn't good enough to be, you know, really make a living out of it. So I wanted to become an actress and I came to LA and it was through the journey, but I was a very lost person. You can imagine like not really having great self-identity, trying to be all these different people, trying to make everybody happy. I mean, it's just an awful nightmare. Um, I was very skinny at some point in my life and everyone made fun of me. They call me Wednesday legs and uh, when's they going to break? Lucky legs. Lucky they don't break. And oh I then God. started my journey of like binging. Right. And then you get to the stage where now you are in your you know late teens, 18, 19, and now you, you're gaining weight and you're binging. And, you know, then that started the whole perpetual habit of, of binging and purging, which went on for, for many, many years. And so when I eventually came to LA in my early twenties and discovered acting, it was when I would go into this, the wardrobe closets to become a character that I really would embody these characters. And I had like this epiphany, like what happens if I just dress differently? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I came from beach cities. I was used to just, you know, being in beachy clothes and, you know, billabong t-shirts and things like that. And, um, and so I, I started to dress differently and realized people treated me differently. And I'll never forget the time I went back home um, to visit. And I had like, Ameri you know, quote unquote, American clothing. I had my, <laughs> I knew, I I knew this, you know, I knew Kim, my Kim version. And, you know, I was not the popular girl. I didn't have you know, there was not a lot of boys who were ever interested in me or anything like that. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my God, who are you? And it was very powerful. It was very, very powerful. And so that was, you know, then I went on the journey of my twenties was I realized there was so much power in what we wear and how it made us feel. And I went on my own self personal journey of discovering who I really wanted to be. And that led to me becoming you know, a stylist. And today, yes, I love fashion. And, you know, my mom for Christmas a couple of years ago, she found all my letters I would write to her and it would be like, mom, can you please find me a shirt with a cuff like this and a button like that? I had very specific ideas of, of clothes, which I, I, I didn't know I had. She was like, you see, it was always there. And, um, and, but anyway, so I went on this journey with, you know, with my clients today and it's, we love fashion and we want to stay on trend, but it's all about their transformation. And so that's really what I specialize in is helping women and women really want to dig deep and find their, you know, this is such a cliche word, but their best self or their, their most confident self, their most energetic self. And I truly, I live that life because I feel it. I am wearing bright pink today. Um, <laughs> It's who I am. I live in color. And um, and so, yeah, if I can help anyone do that, I'm, I'm just thrilled. Uh, it just makes my day. I love that story so much. It's so <laughs> powerful. And I love what you were just saying is like when I put on, I love when you're like when I went into the wardrobe and I know people can't see the video and I'm like over here like, yes, I'm like <laughs> silently whining, Kim. 
Um, I love that. Like every time you step in, it's like an opportunity to choose. Like, who Mm -hmm. am I going to be today? What am I, what do I want to do today? And I'd love to go take this further with you because you are the master stylist. That's one thing I tell my clients all the time. It's like, you might wake up feeling a certain way, or it might be a cloudy day outside. Doesn't mean you have to dress that way. Don't dress for how you feel in the morning, dress for how you ultimately want to feel throughout the day. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I always say to people, you know, I work with a lot of business, businessmen and women, and I'm like, you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have necessarily, unless you have your dream job, right? Um, I think what what I see when a client comes to me, the biggest mistake is that we think we have to be one kind of person. And, yes. and we're not. We're not. And and that's what I want everyone to think about is like, what are all the different facets of you? You know, um, there are many different versions of Kim. You know, there's my my mommy, Kim, and I'm very nurturing. And, I, you know, I have an almost 16 year old daughter and we still you know, she'll be mortified if this when you know, her friends hear this. We still cuddle in bed. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I plan on doing that forever. <laughs> And like, you know, I, I can be really calm. I can be really fiery. I run, you know, three businesses and, um, sometimes I'm not so friendly, you know, cause you know, shit has to get done. That's my like power Kim. Right. And then there's fun Kim, uh, magician Kim, and we're creative and we're thinking of ideas and talk on the spot and super excited and very uh, physical. Um, and then there's, you know, warrior Kim, where we're just going to like get stuff done. So I use this thing that I learned from, um, from a program that I did. And we have these different archetypes and some stylists give them cool style names. I'm not that cool. Um, and so, <laughs> you are. You know, so I sort of start with my client and, and we, we figure out these four archetypes of them. Right. And, and I started by saying like, how does it feel in your body? So there's the four is like your lover self, which is your nurturing um, archetype. Um, and so the first exercise, like, where do you feel that? Like, if you are your lover self, whether you're on a date or you are, you know, a mom lover or you are a, uh, maybe in your job, you have to be a lover and nurturer. Where does that feel in your body? So it's almost like become physical in that space, right? Like how, show me what that looks like. And then we go into the closet and say, like, what does that outfit look like? And so we start there. Usually I find with most people, it's like your neutrals, your, your beautiful beige, your white, or some people will be grays. It's like softer, cozier um, type of clothing. And then I will tweak that to make it just not look like you're heading down depression or you're on the sofa. <laughs> but, you know, that's like, that's that archetype. Then we have, we have the warrior self. So that's like your you're a badass, you're a fighter, you're going to get stuff done. Um, sometimes that is a mom. If you're a mom of four kids and you're a stay-at-home mom, um, I see that, you know, those moms are warriors. They're going to get through the day. They're going to do all that shit and they can't like even think about themselves. So like, what is that? And we go through that same process. So this lover warrior, um, and then there is your wise self. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're, you know, if you're, when you're teaching, when you're the expert, um, and also, you know, for everybody's career or, or, or profession, it, it looks a little different, but there's that archetype. And then there's the archetype of the magician. 
which I understand it to be your, you know, your fun, creative, creative side. Um, so that's where I start with my clients. And as we go on a journey of creating those different looks, then, then we start by the exercise of like, who do you want to show up today? Okay. Um, there's two ways to use your clothing. Um, there's sort of the inside out approach and outside in approach. So yes, if you are, if you're waking up and you have got your morning routine down and you are unstoppable and you are energetic, then, you know, maybe you're feeling like your magician self that day or your, your wise self. And you go pick up that outfit and you continue and you spread that energy throughout the day. But what happens, which is, where most of us need the help is you wake up and you've had a fight with your significant other and your teenager is smoothie in the kitchen and um, the internet's not working. <laughs> and you, you know, one of those days and um, the almond milk is finished and um, <laughs> the coffee's and low. <laughs> the coffee's low and you have a presentation to do, you know? And you don't have time to do your full morning priming moment uh, because it, this is life, right? And it's like, how do I get to my wise self or my magician self and be on point, be at that energy that you want to, to present yourself or, or show up as? And that's the magic mm-hmm. of actually having a proper wardrobe because you will then go straight to that outfit. You might not feel like wearing that outfit, but you go get that outfit, you put it on. And there's a magical thing that happens in your brain. It switches and you embody that character that you've associated that outfit with. Um, You know, therapists and NLP experts will say, you know, they'll sometimes give you a, a physical gesture to like catapult you into that mindset. Getting dressed that outfit almost has the same, um, the same effect. And, you know, science backs us up called enclosed cognition, which was a, a research done at Northwestern. And without going into the scientific details of it, it's fascinating. But what we associate, um, the association we have on each garment is how it affects us in our brain, essentially. And so what we wear has now scientifically been proven. It affects our productivity, our efficiency, our mood, our confidence. So, you know, why show up any way less? Why put something on that makes you feel fat or makes you re- makes you remember, oh my God, I was like 10 pounds lighter or I'm not good enough or I don't deserve this or whatever it is. I'm a loser. Why, why even put that in your closet, you know, and, and, and show up that way if your brain's going to associate. There's just, life is too short. Yes. You did a post the other day. Like I'm always like, where's Kim's stories? Because your stories are so <laughs> inspirational. My little Kim spouse. I'm like, where is it? And it was something about life being too short to wear boring clothes or boring colors. But it was like, I was like, yes, it's so true. But first of all, can I fangirl over the archetypes for a moment? Like, yes, I've, <laughs> I've never gone down. I've heard other people mention them and I just haven't gone down those. Like when I think of the archetype, well, not archetypes, but like, you know, like the big five, like categories of styles. But I love how you said the magician, the lover, and like, make sure you have those outfits. Like, oh, that's so powerful. Cause I always tell people like pick your words and then like, what is that? 
obviously lipstick is my go-to example for this. So it's like, okay, my word, if I want to be confident, powerful, playful, there's, I have a lipstick for all of those. (laughs) They all mean different stuff. That's amazing. I haven't gone down the lipstick, the lipstick road. I mean, I have a few of my favorites, but I like that. I might have to steal that one. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I'm feeling this. So that was a little trade. <laughs> and I love what you said about the magician because that's funny because my friend always calls me that. She's like, you're the magician. Like anytime that comes up, I know that that's you. Um, but I never thought about like the lover and I was writing them down in the warrior and the wise because that, because I wanted to go up against with you, like some of the blocks that um, clients have sometimes, because that's some of the blocks I have with clients sometimes is well, you said lover, and then I immediately thought of sexy, and I was thinking of my boobs. And then you were like, oh, that could be mom. And I was like, I still kind of think of my boobs. Because <laughs> I still think of, like, holding my daughter yes, up my yes. or something like that. Um, and that's something that I've run up against a lot is, like, I can't be these different things, and I can't be a mom, and I can't be sexy, or am I too old to wear this? And, like, oh, but if we have the archetypes, we can begin to separate that a little bit in our minds. And like, you don't always have to be the mom. You don't always have to be sexy. You don't always have to be the wise woman. I love that so much. Yeah. You know what, um, what the experts say in this field, I mean, I'm not a neuro-linguistic expert, but I love that stuff and I consume it. Um, they say that we are strong in two of those four archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to work on the other two. So when you work with your client, you'll see they will be able to give you two of those very easily. They'll be able to feel in their body and they have that outfit, you know, and then often our job is to come in and we're tweaking everything, but to really come in and develop the other two. Mm. Um, I think, you know, society, society is so screwed up right now, but um, (laughs) let's hash it out. We just put so many limits on everything. You know, if you if you believe in this political party, you can't believe in anything that party does. If you eat this, you can't eat that. And it's just either this like very black and white world we live in. And um, I am so I'm, I'm I'm not gray. I'm always in fuchsia, but I love you so much. <laughs> I just don't live in this black and white world. And, you know, I don't know if it was, you know, my path to self-discovery and, you know, clearly that's why I had to leave South Africa and really find a quiet space to put myself together and discover who I was, but not everyone has that opportunity, but it's such BS that you can't be several different, there's several different facets of you. You know, we're all multidimensional. And um, I think what's so unique <laughs> off off air we were saying are we going into relationships well here's the segue I think what's so unique is I have this extraordinary partner uh, my husband of um, we've been married almost 20 years but together 24 and we both came from the creative world so we both allow ourselves to be different people at different times. It doesn't mean our values change. Mm. So we're quintessential the same that we have the same value. We like the same food. Um, You know, it's not like you're waking up and you don't know who that person is, but it's okay if I want to be super creative today and have like a wacky outfit and I can go the very next day and put on a boring, well, it's never boring, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) parochial or, you know, and I can't sit with a bunch of moms and, talk mom stuff. 
I think if you can, if you can explore those different parts of you, you'll be so much happier. When, when, when I sit in front of a client, the, 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 the biggest thing they're like, they're like, I'm so bored or mm-hmm. I just want change. I just want to look different. Well, you should want to look different every day. If my hair is up in a pony or in a bun, or I have it straight with giant earrings or loose or curly, it's like, it doesn't matter. You, you know, stop putting these limits on you. I think. Do you have, so one in my experience, a lot of time is people say they want that. And then when it's time to execute hard, it's really hard to execute because then all the limiting beliefs come in of like, well, what will my kids say if they see me dressed like that? What will my husband say if he sees me dressed like that? What will my friends say? What will the moms of the pickup line? Like all of that starts coming in. And then I'm over here like, who cares? (laughs) But it's it's so much easier said than done. Um, What's your like best advice or Mm. how do you help people get over that hump? So we always say we can style anyone from the neck down, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's that head. Um, It as a stylist, you know, we we've spoken a lot about this is you've got to understand the person, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to put someone in, in an outfit that doesn't feel like them at all. Right. So when I go on the journey with a client, it's about, it's about cracking open these, these different parts of them, but it still feels like them, but Mm -hmm. yes, they might be a little afraid. So I had a client who I put in a bright yellow raincoat uh, because she was going somewhere where it's raining and she doesn't wear color. And it, it was fascinating because she called me up and she's like, I'm having a problem with this raincoat. And I went to my therapist and I said, this raincoat has triggered something for me. And I was like, Oh, God, I just wanted to bring sunshine into your life. And she was like, and she said to me, um, I I grew up never thinking I could deserve to be seen. And mm-hmm. now I'm being seen. And it was really hard for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the this is the beauty in what we do, right? We are doing so much more than just styling. And so she had to go and discover. And I was like, well, I'm not taking that coat back. You need to be seen for who you are. You're beautiful. She was doing all this great work, but she had just never given herself permission to be seen. Cut to now she loves her yellow raincoat. And she's like, Kim, find me more color. But I always say to my clients, if you are happy, it doesn't doesn't matter what your husband sees you in. Your husband or your wife will just be on cloud nine to see you happy, to see mm-hmm. you energized. Your kids, they're not going to care. You know, you're not grumpy mom. Mm-hmm. And so you start to <clears throat> infect or influence the people around you with that kind of energy. When you start to feel good about yourself, it all starts with how we feel about ourselves. Yes. So, <clears throat> you know, when it's, when I, when they say to me, Oh, I have to lose five pounds before I can wear it. I'm like, no, we're no. doing it right now <laughs> because if you haven't lost those five pounds, it, there's another blockage. There's a belief system going on. There's a reason why you're not losing that five pounds. And it's not just water retention. So if you start to love yourself, accept yourself, feel good about yourself, that's when you say, you know what? I don't need to feel good by eating this piece of chocolate because I already feel great about myself. And you put it down. Weight then starts dropping off of you. So it's like, the flip, you know, the, the reversal. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. It's funny. I was just thinking that thought this morning and I was like, why am I holding on to this extra weight? Katie, what is going on in there? <laughs> Cause it's not the clothes, but it's so, so true. And the one thing I like to 
that always remind people is like how we do one thing is how we do everything oh, and everything. Yes. Oh, when I heard that a couple years ago, I was like, so whatever blocks you're running up against with the clothes, like why, like where else is it showing up in your life? Because it's not just the clothes. It's not just because we've picked out a lime green outfit or the shorts feel too tight or too short or any of that. There's something else that's always going there. But like you said, that's what I love. That's the real magic of it. Yeah. Style really is a tool. It really is another tool that I feel like it, it should be right up there with meditating, journaling, going to the gym, putting on a good outfit. You know, I think we don't, people don't really understand or value the importance of it because guess what? You have to get dressed every single every day. Every day. Every day. You cannot avoid it. You can't avoid it. And the other part of it that's so important is it's the first part of your day. Yes. Um, it happened to me last week. In fact, I, um, I was a little off my routine because it's summer vacation and, you know, I'm Tell like, okay, it. I can sleep in a little, an extra hour. So I didn't do what I usually do. And I just grabbed something, put it on. And I was in my like nurturing love self. And um, the whole day I was just, ugh, I just wasn't me. I just wasn't up and, and full of energy. And it was so interesting because everyone said to me, are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you okay? And I said to my husband, I said that night, I said, it hit me over the head and I thought, oh my gosh, my clients, I know I just put on a crappy outfit and I know it has that effect on me. But if I didn't know that, and this is how I felt every day and everybody, everyone kept asking me, am I okay? I start to have self-doubt and I start to think, well, maybe I'm not okay. You know? Yeah. I, I just knew. And the next day I woke up and I had my like, you know, three inch heels, <laughs> like perfect hair. And I was like, I'm going to have the best effing day, you know, today. But it is, it is so powerful. And, and if you have to wake up every morning and the first thing you do is you have negative self-talk because you can't fit into clothes or you look at your clothes and you think they're old. And so it makes you feel old or you look at your clothes and you go, I'm not trendy or I'm not beautiful. How do you start the day having an impact? How do you start the day feeling phenomenal? How do you start the day to lead a team or, you know, be positive with your kids or, or have a wonderful relationship. You know, it's just, you know, sometimes I, I worry like, oh, what I do is just so surface level. It's, it's just fashion, but it really is so deep and, and it affects us in such a deep way. And I wish everyone could understand the value um, of having a closet where you walk in and or open it up and it's organized and it makes you feel good and everything in there fits you and everything in there feeds you and gives you confidence and makes you feel beautiful and fits you. I promise you, your day would look so different, you know, so different. it takes me 10 minutes to get ready, literally 10 minutes. That was going to be the other thing I was going to ask you is that's what I get all the time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm like, yes, you do. It takes me 10 minutes to do my makeup, this bright lipstick, everything like Alexa set a 10 minute timer. And I usually beat her because now it's a game. <laughs> It's so, if it's organized and you know what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, it is 10 minutes to get, honestly, get ready. Um, you know, 15, if I'm going to uh, dry my hair, 20, if I'm going on formal and I got to really do the eyes, but yeah. it's, um, it doesn't take a long time. Yeah. It takes, I feel like you can reverse that. It's like, well, if you spend no time putting any of the intention into your outfit, how much time are you losing in the day? Self-doubting, going slower, 
feeling because I know when I'm self-doubting and not feeling good, I'm gonna mess around on Instagram for five hours. Nothing's getting done. I'm oh, gonna just like feel worse about myself because now I've spent too much time on Instagram. Yeah, trying to so, feel good or going to do something to feel yeah. good, and yeah. you know, and then just now you're worried about the the weight gain. I mean, it's just it's perpetual. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So true. I love the that part of your morning routine. So the one thing I wanted to chat with you about that I've never really talked about on the podcast, and I've started to have this conversation with some of my friends was around women, their bodies, and wanting to have sex and being sexual creatures and being like, okay with that. So it goes a little back a little bit to that. How am I the mom? And then how can I also be this woman at the same time that's having amazing sex with her husband? Right. And like, we were joking about that offline, but I think it, I think this plays a big role in it because when I really went and dove deep into my self journey, getting back into styling, dressing every day, I gained 20 pounds over COVID still haven't let it go. That was a thought I had this morning. Like, what am I holding on to this weight for? Like, why do I still feel like I have to protect myself? Mm-hmm. But through this whole transformation of building my confidence and like just dressing better, allowing myself to buy the pants that are size that they weren't ago two years ago, it has shifted things in my relationship. And it's like, oh yes, now I want to have sex with my husband all the time. Now I feel really good in my body. Now I'm just a happier damn person. So my libido has come back. (laughs) And you were one of the people that has mentioned that. And I was like, God, I'd love to like, just touch on this for a moment on the podcast because that's something I've never really talked about, but I think it's important. It is important. Um, I, I, I will, I will give myself a waiver. I'm by far not like a sex expert or <laughs> <laughs> me neither. I've like dated two guys and the one I married, um, I'm like such a nerd. Um, <clears throat> but I will say, well, first of all, for me, being sexy is really hard. I'm just not a sexy person. I'm like fun person. I can be girly and um, and cute, but sexy. Like I'm just not like like Angelina Jolie. You know, like she just walks in a room and she's just sexy. Like that's not who I am. But <clears throat> I do this a lot. I work a lot with with clients who have you know gotten divorced and or or their partner they've lost their partner you know towards the end of their you know middle of their lives so to speak and they have to start dating again. And mm-hmm. so we go on this journey of like defining sexy and and what does that mean and you know it it just brings up so much right Mm -hmm. and so from the point of a stylist I can say that if you see someone who's let's take Angelina Jolie for example right yes she's beautiful but what makes someone sexy Mm -hmm. and when you start to break it down it's really someone who's confident in their own skin you know, so yes, I I don't, you know, wear super low tops or anything like that, but it doesn't matter what you wear when you feel good in your skin and you can like hold yourself up and you have that like smile because you're having such an effing good day, then it's like, you're sexy, you know? And so that is what then turns you on and turns your partner on, I believe, um, so it's about going down that journey. <clears throat> now it takes a little bit of work. Sometimes you have to put on an outfit 
<laughs> that makes you feel sexy. Um, I'm a big believer. So with all my clients, we never leave a session without having some sexy underwear. It's my powerful secret. <laughs> I say, you know, we all have to have a little secret. It creates a little mystery. Um, I'm big into Robert Greene right now, the author and his what 48 laws of power. The one is like, have, have something mysterious about you. So um, mm. it doesn't matter even if you're wearing, you know, your, your sweats, imagine that you're having, you know, you have a fabulous pair of underwear underneath. You're always prepared for anything. I think it gives you, you know, just that little bit of excitement. If you think when we were young and in our twenties and we didn't have to think about, okay, well, the kids are next door or yes. you have to be responsible. I think women, when we become mothers, it's very difficult to switch off the mom brain. Um, I know that that's definitely, you know, I've got three, I've got to switch off the work brain, the mom brain. I got to do it all, but it's important to, you know, communicate that with your partner. And just like you get dressed for the day, you know, maybe you have to you know, get ready there in your brain as well. And so whether it's putting on something sexy that makes you feel sexy, maybe it's a, a beautiful perfume, um, but it's really about feeling good in your own skin. Hmm. I love that you said perfume because that's my go-to is what well, I do like low cut shirts. That's something I'm exploring now that I don't give up anymore because I love my boobs. <laughs> they still look great. So we're going to go with that. That is awesome. But for me, it's perfume. Like I have a date night perfume. Yes that I only wear when him and I are going out or if we're going out somewhere together, traveling together, get a hotel room together whatever. So it's like, it mentally triggers me to be like, switch that brain off. Like, okay, you can switch the mom brain off. You can switch the business brain off. You're allowed to be this version of the lover for you. So I guess it's kind of like what you were saying, like what's that thing that makes you transform into that? Exactly. In fact, we should have perfumes for all our archetypes, right? Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. So you really, you really embody those characters of those facets of yourself What helps you get there. Certainly. For sure. Uh, But yeah, I absolutely have my, my date night perfume. (laughs) I'm a big fan of Diptyque. They're, uh, they're not sponsoring this episode, but they're my go-to. I love them. I know. Every time I see them now, I think of you because you're like, (laughs) get this candle and get this bubble bath and get this. It just come out with like home products. My kitchen now has like the spray. (laughs) It's just refreshing. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so amazing. You've just shared so many gems, Kim. Like you're just such a breath of fresh air all the time is there any last amazing advice or maybe style tips something that you're loving right now or that your clients are loving right now that we could share with the ladies if they feel like they're in a little style rut and they're like i need to go buy a fuchsia jacket now (laughs) (laughs) well you know uh Style tip, I just see so many women, we just don't get excited about makeup anymore. So go and it's so easy. Go to Sephora, go ask someone what lipstick would look good on me. And if it's neutral brown, say no. No. (laughs) Just get the freaking neutral brown out. Um, One, I would say go get a lipstick. I don't have much on today because I've got such a bright jacket on watermelon. But um, I think it's about adding color into our lives. It, uh, and I have a lot of neutral clothing. Don't get me wrong. I I'm not always a rainbow, but it does 
In fact, my entire house is gray and white. This is the funny part of my life because <laughs> we're so, our whole family is like super energetic and we are vibrating at these, these frequencies that we need to come home and calm down. But <clears throat> I love in terms of, in terms of style, get something that is a color that just energizes you. And it's funny. Every time I get something that's colorful for a client, they always start and they go, Oh, that I can't do that. And then, you know, I help them along and they will always call me and go, Oh my gosh, I got the most compliments or triggered. Like this other lady, it opened up a whole story for her. It is very, very powerful. So get out of the black, get out of the gray, the Navy, um, and then a style tip, if you do want to, if you, if you are struggling with the, the neutrals, then do two neutrals and a color. So if you're going to do navy, beige, and a little yellow, or um, what's another good one, or, or um, gray, white, and pink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, t- so if you're having issues, pick two neutrals and a color and infuse your, infuse your wardrobe and your outfit for the day. Mm, so juicy. And if you need the brightest shade of pink, let me know. Cause I have all the deets. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list. What's your favorite? Oh, hang on. What's your favorite red lipstick? Um, I would say Stila stay all day. Beso is Ooh. like a nice true, like blue red. And it's uh, amazing, but that's my favorite lipstick brand in general. Like I literally emailed them the other day and I was like, I need you to bring back this color, this color, oh, this color. <laughs> And their customer service was like, we might. And I was like, can you just send this to your product development team? I will buy them all. Uh, <laughs> all your merchandising team, whoever. Like, I'm going to have to bust you on Instagram because I just think it's an amazing stay all day. But um, I have a bunch of pinks that I'm loving, like really bright pinks that I'm just loving right now because, well, it's the summertime. And I think it goes good with the bright greens and all the bright colors that are out right now. And that's my go-to. Like, even if I am going to wear black, um, because oh, I think it's so pops powerful. Yeah. Yep. It pops yep. my skin so good, but I will only wear super bright lipstick if I do have on black. I love that. I love um my favorite red is Christian Dior 9999 through It's also a good lipstick for almost all skin types. But I will say if you are wearing a bright lipstick, get a good um like tint moisturizer or cover you know i love cosmetics i don't know if anyone else yeah it cosmetics yeah it's a good one um because it just makes your skin look so flawless again it takes 20 seconds Mm -hmm. put on the lipstick put on mascara and i'm I'm telling you if you're having sexy issues you're gonna feel so freaking sexy (laughs) you don't feel sexy with your sexy with your fabulous uh underwear that no one knows except you and your significant other when he finds out um it's going to be a very sparkly summer. <laughs> oh God. I love that. I meant it when you were talking about the sexy underwear, I'm going to have to use that. I always tell my clients all the time, like what I did when I started to like lean in and like reclaim my period and my cycle again, is I used to always have like the ugly period underwear, like the ones that were stained. Why? Exactly. And, and I was like, what the hell am I doing? I threw them all away and I went and I got super cute period underwear so no matter what i deserve i should especially deserve Dude, that's you know, like, when I'm, I'm sitting on the couch like a queen and i'm like somebody fetch me water and i have like underwear all the time you just go into your your wise your wise self archetype your queen yes. Archetype. yes yes yeah. 
I love that so much. So thank you for sharing that and for all your tips and everyone that needs a little bit more Kim in their life, where can they find you? Or maybe there's some other budding stylists that have been listening along the way and they want to sign up sure. for the Style Academy. Um, oh, that would be awesome. So I'm Kim.Apodaca, mouthful, A-P-O-D-A-C-A, dot stylist on Instagram. My Instagram got hacked in December and my account got deleted. So that's just a, a fun insider. Um, so do, okay. <laughs> do jump on there and uh, I have content from then on. Um, and then um, we also run three courses a year at the Global Style Academy. And uh, Global Style Academy is at Instagram or a web uh, URL. Um yeah, if anyone's interested, you go on your own personal self journey, as well as learning everything there is to know about styling and running a business as a stylist. Uh, for styling services, I am rechargeyourstyle.com. Yay. Thank Yay. you so much, Kim. Always a pleasure. Thank you. This has been so fun. And our colors are complimentary. I We're know. Watermelon today. Watermelon yes. sugar high. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah. 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 Yeah.